It's Skate Date. We're back. We're back again. Guess who's back? Oh, wait. We said that last episode. <laughs> um, welcome to Skate Date. Skate Date is a podcast that you're listening to. I'm Rebel. And I'm Shove. And together we are... Shovel. Can you dig it? <laughs> <laughs> so what is Skate Date, babe? Skate Date's a podcast. What is it about? <laughs> I don't know. Skaters yeah. or something? No, it's a Dating? Skate. Is it people that skate and date? No. I don't know. No. Is it is it like a soft porn podcast? <laughs> no. What? No. It's like porn and skates, right? Definitely not. That's no. not at all what it is. Do you know what it actually is? No, why don't you tell me? Well, fun story. It's a skate. It's a podcast made by roller skaters, by two roller skaters specifically, that one day met at a roller derby orientation and fell in love with one, their beauty, and the other, their chaotic nature. And then they were like, let's build a life for ourselves. And so they were like, let's have a baby. And then they were like, wait, we can't have a baby. And then the other one is like, let's start a podcast. And then they were like, no. And then six months went by and then they were like, let's start a podcast. And then they were like, okay. And then Skate Date was birthed. Oh my God. That was a long intro. So welcome to Skate Date. <laughs> Our topic for this week is healthcare. Yeah. Yay. No, but seriously, <laughs> this is something that we really need to talk about. So that's why we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, if you are watching the podcast today, I look like total shit and that's just the way it's going to be because I'm not feeling too hot and it kind of is on brand because let's talk about healthcare and how, um, as I've said before, I am going online for therapy and my medication and it has now been four days since I have not had my appropriate amount of medication and I found out they did it wrong. So I am severely behind, which is probably why I look like this and feel the way I do, which is like, I want to rip everyone's head off, but I'm here. I showed up. So pat on my back, pat, pat. Here, I'll give you a pat on your back. <laughs> so I feel like crap and we know bad things like Rebel getting hurt and all this stuff's been going on. So Project Pin Up <laughs> was so kind to give us something she has. So kind. Which are these cute little charms that are on, crystals that go on your skates or on anything actually. Yeah, so I have them on my skates because one... I already had a head slam after like the same week of Rebel <laughs> breaking her leg. So um, that's terrifying. So I feel like someone put some evil, the evil eye or some juju on us. So I can take everything I can get. So I currently have a quartz hanging on my right skate and a citrine. citrine yeah. yeah, a citrine on my left. <laughs> And I'm hoping that that just the positive vibes like I am in my skates right now, people, because I just need every little thing I can get. So thank you, Heather from Project Pinup. They are amazing. I have talked about their charms before. Rebel had just put a rainbow pack of little like uh, bears, like gummy bears oh, yeah, gummy on bears. hers, if you guys saw. But yeah, so thank you, Project Pinup. And if you would like to get some little crystal charms for your skates or just hang off of anything, because we all need a little positivity in Literally our lives. Literally going to hang it off of everything. <laughs> yeah, please go to Project Pinup and use code SKATEDATE to get 10% off. I'm going to wear them like nipple tassels. <laughs> you should. We need we need some positivity, oh, people. Quartz. Like, like we literally, we lit some candles that a friend dressed for us. We got our crystals hanging everywhere. Yeah, like, it's been a weird time for Team Shovel. Yeah, I think like, you know, we're just going to wear these Project Pinup crystals and all the other crystals we have and light all these candles and all this negativity just means something positive is going to come our way. Right, babe? Yep, that's what it means. That's exactly what it means. All right. So speaking of positivity, let's jump into an ad. Okay, a commercial. Hey everybody, have you heard about a new shop in town? It's called Cheers to the Queer Shop. That's right. It's my personal shop. It is the Queer Girl Straight Skates <laughs> Shop, and it is named Cheers to the Queers. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about Cheers to the Queers today, besides 
I love the name and I'm like so excited. I want to tell everyone um, is because I just dropped some new sweatshirts and the sweatshirts are super cute. They are made after the empowerment roller skates. There is a trans empowerment, a non-binary empowerment and a femme empowerment skate. And you can get them in sticker form, but now you can also get them in crew neck sweatshirt form to just go around and stunt on all your friends and be at the skate park and be like, you know who's a bad bitch? I am. <laughs> In my sweatshirt from Cheers of the Queer Shop. I really like the empowerment skate designs because not only does it show like now you can be seen depending if you're non-binary, if you're a trans skater, or you're all about I'm a riot girl skater, but also it lets you know Let's other skaters know that you're an ally because you don't have to be trans yourself or you don't have to be non-binary yourself and you don't have to be female to rock these designs. Mm -hmm. It just lets you know that you're welcoming of all skaters. Yeah, and I think it's a good symbol to just have and wear. And the design was created by Tats and Ash, who is our personal fave tattoo artist who's also a roller skater. So you're supporting me, you're supporting her, you're supporting it all. So go to Cheers to the Queer Shop today. It's on Etsy. And the link's in the bio. Wow. What a shop. <laughs> the art of self-promotion. I feel like every time you say Cheers to the Queers, it should be like a sound of like champagne popping. I think that that's a great thing. I will add that on to our soundboard. <laughs> like champagne popping and then like applause, wild applause. Oh my gosh. All right. Should we jump right into the real world? Let's do it. Healthcare in America, it sucks. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to talk about healthcare. Uh, do you want to start this one out, babe, or do you want me to start it out? Well, then don't say that you're going to start it out. Okay, so um, <laughs> let's just talk about healthcare being trash. So um, I, the reason why I feel the need to talk about this on this podcast is because of my recent experience with um, breaking my leg and then finding out a whole host of different complications of insurance. Now, I am no stranger to insurance being a huge problem in my life. About 10 years ago, yeah, actually, exactly 10 years ago in November, I was in a really big car accident. Um, I flipped my car over. I was driving 20 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> and I ended up going to the hospital. They ended up taking me in an ambulance. Um, and then I ended up, yeah, just in the hospital and having a bunch of tests done and all sorts of things. I was under the impression that I had insurance, car insurance and health insurance. Uh, and the reason why that is, is because I was supposedly under my parents' insurance, but then it ended up that I was not because they were taking my money and using it for something else, but that's like a completely different story. So I'm no stranger to like having issues with like ending up in the hospital and ending up with like huge, huge, huge bills. And like previously leading up to that, I as a person, like because I grew up in a poor household, um, was kind of the experience that I have with doctors and with the emergency room and hospitals is like you literally don't go unless like a bone is sticking out of your body. You know, like you just don't go because you can't afford it. Like you can't even afford the copay if you do have insurance. And usually the insurance like isn't good. And so um, just my whole life, I've had that kind of trepidation about going to the doctor at all. So now as an adult, I have continuously struggled with figuring out healthcare because health insurance is so confusing. Like it doesn't make any sense. Now it does because I took essentially a college level course in the last week <laughs> or so about health insurance, but like it's so confusing to so many people. And so 
Um, I thought this is ending up being a very long story, but that's okay. It's a podcast. It's created for long stories. Um, so about a year ago, I had just submitted my taxes and I found out that I owed like a couple thousand dollars, I think it was. Um, and the reason why I owed so much money was because when I was paying for healthcare, I was getting a discount that I shouldn't have been getting because I, like many people who are millennials, I'm part of the gig workforce. So I have so many different jobs and none of them together, like each of them tax me based off of as if I was making that amount total. And then also none of them offer me health insurance. So I don't have the option to get health insurance through any of my jobs. And then because of the way I filed taxes or whatever, it was saying that I was open to getting these discounts on my taxes. And then I didn't get them because I made too much money because it was everyone like putting all the money together. So then I ended up owing a bunch of money. So I freaked out. I promise the story is going somewhere. I freaked out. And then I um, like canceled the health insurance through the government. And I was like, I'm going to get private health insurance because I can get better health insurance for the same amount of money I would be paying. So I was like shopping around trying to find health insurance. So I finally got some and it was like, I had dental, I had uh, vision and I thought I had regular health insurance and it was for the same amount of money I would have been paying for like government aid for Obamacare. And um, yeah, so fast forward until this last like a month ago when I broke my leg and I was like trepid about going to the doctor. Like I didn't want to go to the urgent care when I first got hurt because I was like, you know, like I, I still have that part inside of me that is just kind of like, don't go to the doctor, you know, and and like Shev thinks I'm stupid for like not wanting to go to the doctor ever. But she also doesn't want to go to the doctor ever. So she's going to talk about that in a little bit. But like I didn't want to go to the doctor. So that's why I didn't go and get checked. But because I didn't go and get checked or anything and then I waited two weeks and then I finally did go to the urgent care because someone was like, here, let me help you like pay to go to the doctor. Um, and then I found out it was broken. That's when I found out that I literally don't have health insurance at all. Like I thought that I was buying health insurance. Turns out I was buying a freaking medical savings card, which is not insurance and is not good for anything. But like, I thought that I had insurance because I have vision and I have dental and that actually works and that insurance works. But apparently this like additional card that I was getting that I was literally told like, this is health insurance. This is totally fine. It wasn't health insurance. So anyways, so that's my experience. And that's where all of this is being based out of is this like bit of health insurance. Well, so a lot of people are probably like, wow, this is the most boring thing ever. And it is insurance is boring. That's why none of us look into it. That's why none of us like take the time to become knowledgeable on it. But guess what? If you're listening to this, I bet you're a roller skater, a skater of some sort. And guess what? You're going to hurt yourself and you're going to be like, hmm, do I need to go to the hospital? And then you're like, hmm, do I have health insurance? Does my health insurance cover this? And then you're going to be like, damn, I don't know shit about health insurance. <laughs> and like, Yeah. So it's just maybe like I know it's going to be a struggle to get through a lot of this, but you might hopefully whatever comes out of this conversation let the things that rebel has learned through this like could benefit you in the future like i hope you don't get hurt but when if you do because we all get hurt somehow at least you'll feel a little more confident and going to the hospital or urgent care yeah so what i've learned is that one um there is a discount on the um Affordable Care Act. So you could get Medi-Cal or you could get with the Affordable Care Act. And if you make under a certain amount of money, there's actually a discount for you paying your insurance. However, if you're like me and you have many jobs and those add up together, you might actually not qualify for the discount. So you should figure that out before you actually like go in and get it. Another thing that I have learned and the the reason why I'm like, I also just got so much information from so many people recently. And I just feel like 
we need to talk about it. Like other people need to hear about this information. So like one thing that I learned is that when you go to the hospital, if you don't make a certain amount of money, you can literally contest and be like, hey, I don't have money. And they, a lot of hospitals, a lot, a lot of hospitals have a form you can fill out to submit to like have your fees waived or to have the hospital cover a percentage of it. Or you can ask for an itemized list of your bill. Um, Also, a lot of places, if you say you're paying with cash or like you say you're paying out of pocket up front, they'll actually give you a discounted rate because they give a higher rate to the insurance so they could get paid out more. So these are all things that I have learned. Nice. That I like wish that I knew ahead of time. And like now, so I went through and I like went back and now I have insurance, but it doesn't start until March 1st. So also if you get hurt, if you get, if you get hurt and you realize that you need to go to the hospital or something like that, or you need to go to the doctor, it takes usually 30 days for your medical insurance to kick in. And also there's only a certain amount of time during the year. It's called open enrollment that you can actually apply for health insurance. So if you're outside of that time period, which technically I was by literally three days, but the reason why I was able to get health insurance is because of COVID and like Biden opened up enrollment for longer. But that's the reason why you have to think ahead of time to like get insurance. This is like, let's say you're, uh, employer doesn't offer it because like me I was able to get insurance sign up for it and have it the next day available to me before even having my insurance card and that's because Moxie has Kaiser and even though I had missed enrollment by like a couple months or something uh, a lot of insurance companies have things like oh did you just get a divorce and now you don't have your spouse's um, insurance or if you just had no zero insurance which I had zero insurance from the time I left Coffee Bean until I started working at Moxie so I was able to so I was able to get it right away it's called so, a qualifying event yeah so I was looking to be like cool because I was taking it real easy <laughs> because I was like it's afraid like I don't want to have a major injury like what ended up having with Rebel and not have insurance for that um But because like even with insurance, like I've gone to urgent cares and then been like, okay, I have like a $300 fee. And it's like, but I have insurance. Why am I paying $300 just so I can get like a little wrist brace and like some Motrin? (laughs) Like it's insane. Like it doesn't make sense. Like everything's so expensive. Um, Yeah. And that's like based off of the kind of insurance that you have. So even if you're like, I, the last thing in this whole world that I want to do is to read what the different things that I get from each health insurance is. You should definitely spend the time doing that. I still don't get it. Like when it's like, this is the bronze plan. This is the silver plan. This is the gold. This time I think I was like gold because like, honestly, like, yeah, it sucks when I look at my check and I'm like, that's all I'm getting. And I'm like, oh yeah. Cause one taxes takes a lot. And two, like, oh yeah, I'm also paying all this for insurance, but I'm getting older. Cancer runs in my family. And so like, I want to make sure that I have the best because chances are I'm going to need the freaking insurance one day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also have the gold plan now or I will. And, um, the it's tiered bronze, silver, gold, so that you understand because society, like, it makes sense, like, bronze is third, and then, you know, silver is second, and gold is first, so gold is, like, the best, but then different companies have different gold plans, and what makes it gold, uh, silver, or bronze is the amount of money you have to pay as a copay, the percentage of the bill that the insurance company will pay, depending on what you are actually, like, getting, So if you are in surgery, they'll pay for a certain percentage and it's outpatient versus inpatient. And then it's like in their um, group of doctors or not in their group of doctors, they pay different percentages. And so you have to read up on all of that. Like I definitely read up on it and I was like, yo, I know that I'm going to need physical therapy. So what I looked for in a plan was something that I only have like a $15 copay for physical therapy if I'm able to find someone in their like network of doctors. 
But like, I never would have known that. I literally <laughs> sat on the phone with this guy for four hours. Yeah. And he explained this whole thing to me. And I was like, one, this is so not your job, but thank you. And two, like, why don't we learn any of this stuff? Well, they don't teach you about health insurance in school. They don't teach you about how to do your taxes. They don't teach you how to do a proper resume or job interview. Like nothing that's like real things that we need to know. Because I think they're just hoping like your parents will teach you. And it's like, no, nobody teaches us. Yeah, like why? So what? uh, I just like even. okay. I took like a life skills class at my high school and like a study skills. There's like half life skills, half study skills. And let me tell you what I learned in that class. Like I learned like the Cornell method of taking notes, like how to organize a binder. Like I didn't learn like how to pick a health insurance or like what numbers I need memorized, like or like. I don't know, like just things like how to write a check. Oh, they did teach me how to write a check, but like writing a check. All I know is that like, even though it's like, okay, cool. I have insurance now and like, cool. I know that I have a doctor. I was like able enough, like when things are online, I'm like, okay, I can get pretty good without having like an anxiety attack. And then I was like, cool. I chose a doctor place. It's like literally I could probably skate there. And then now I'm just like, I should probably book an appointment. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> like the last time I had an actual like physical, I was 16 years old. Oh my gosh. I am 34 now. So like, I know I just need to go, but now all I can think is hmm, COVID. Even though I know it's not going to be like a hospital hospital, it's like a doctor's office. I'm still like, mm, I don't know. Like, but maybe it's just like really hard for me. It's so hard to just be like, do adulting things. <laughs> I definitely was surprised by that that kind of sentiment that you're talking about, about the whole like, oh, like freaking out about COVID thing when I went to the emergency room. And then when I also went to the doctor, like the orthopedic <laughs> surgeon, when I went to that guy, I was surprised at how like safe I felt. Like I did not feel like I thought I was not going to feel safe at all. I, I double masked it to both of them because I was like, ah. And I got like surgeon mask. Wait, no, what are they called? Surgical mask. Surgical mask. Yeah. Masks. Yeah. I got a surgical mask. Um, been watching too much Grey's Anatomy. Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. So I like double masked it, was all freaked out. And now I like, I have another appointment on Thursday and I'm like, meh. Like, I feel like I'm going to be fine. Anyways. So what's your experience with insurance and healthcare and all that jazz? With me, I think the first time, like, as an adult that I was like, oh, maybe I do need to go to urgent care is because I was working at Coffee Bean and I couldn't even pick up a gallon of tea to, like, pour because, like, I would just drop it. Like, my wrist wanted to, like, feel weak. So my partner at the time was like, you're freaking going. You're going to this place. And then I regretted it because I paid, like, 300 something dollars. And all they did was say, like, well, we could do an x-ray, but they were, like, talking me out of it. And they're like, it could be carpal tunnel or it could be this. They didn't give me any answers. <laughs> they were just like, here's some painkillers and then we're going to give you a brace. And it was, like, a brace I could have got for, like, 10 bucks at, like, Rite Aid. So I was, like, super pissed off. And then the pain went away, like, a f- like five days later. And I was like, wow, I could have just waited it out, which is my usual, like, go-to. It's just, like, time solves everything. Like, I've been so sick, like so sick to where like my roommate and I definitely had the same thing she had insurance she went to the hospital and they were like this is bronchitis it's gonna become pneumonia good thing you came here's antibiotics here's an inhaler all this stuff and she's like you need to go you have the same thing like could not breathe that night but I was like well I don't have insurance so it's just it is what it is and like somehow I ended up better before her And she was, like, taking all the medicine, like, the codeine, like, cough syrup and everything. And, like, it was bad. Like, of course, her coughs were were better than mine because she at least had something to soothe it. But, like, I don't know. Like, I think that just, like, added to my paranoia where I was like, see, it'll be fine. The body will just heal itself. (laughs) Which I know is stupid, but it's just, like, I didn't want to go to a hospital, one, because it was, like going through the process. And then, two, it was, like, I don't want to have, like, all these bills I have to pay. Yeah, and I think that it's intimidating, and this may be, like, a, I don't know, maybe me just being dumb, but, like, I think it's intimidating finding my medical card and, like, knowing (laughs) what to do next. Like, I always feel like the people at the front, like, they're, like, okay, like, they expect me to know something, and I just don't know. So I just feel, like, so dumb. I'm always just, like, do you take my 
insurance yeah do i just give you this card and then what do we do like yeah because one time rebel made me drive her to like seven urgent cares for a spider bite the spider bite was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and we drew a line around it and it was still getting bigger and i was like this is infected my leg's gonna have to get chopped off and but nowhere nowhere took her insurance it was so bad we had to go so many places and then finally at the end they were like it's a spider bite you're fine (laughs) And I was fine, but I was so mad. And the reason why I was so mad was because I went to so many places beforehand that all said they took my insurance, but they didn't really take my insurance. So I'm like super paranoid about like who takes my insurance. Or like when I went to urgent care for my stupid staff and they were like, no, it's good. Like you just need antibiotics. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's staff. And he just looked at me and I was like, so glad I stood up for myself because I was like, well, these white bumps weren't there before and now this and he looks at it again and then he takes a sample sure enough calls me and is like yep it was staff like what (laughs) you were just gonna let me out of here and then i would have had staff in my blood system and died (laughs) meanwhile i was in florida and literally tracked down the local like firefighter and was like i have a picture of my girlfriend's like i need you to tell me if it's like what's going on with it and he was like it's staff (laughs) stupid So maybe five years ago, I don't even know the whole point of me going. I think it was like, oh, I thought my Mirena was expired and I thought that I needed to get it taken out, which, hello, it now is expired and I need to get it taken out. But that's another story. Oh, I think me too. Uh, Yeah, we both for sure are expired by now. Um, But anyway, so like I make an appointment at this like women's care hospital here in Long Beach and supposed to be all women only women and i'm like that's a hard like yes for me like i don't want any men touching me so (laughs) issues trauma but anyways so i go there the doctor seemed okay she was a little aggravating when um of course she assumed that like instead of eating my lunch i should go walk for 30 minutes meanwhile my job was something i was on my feet but since i was heavyweight she's (laughs) assumed (laughs) that I literally was just like sitting on my fat ass all the time and when I said I roller skated she was like roller skate roller derby you do roller derby like yes like what yeah so like whatever and then she was just like oh my god how exciting and roller skating I'm like bitch you just like your fat phobia was just showing but whatever anyways skating people am I right okay so (laughs) (laughs) point of the story is like we're going over my family history I find out that my brain is not expired it's just talking it was like a different date I saw and she's like wait how many of your family members on your mom's side have like died of cancer and I was like uh three that I know of my mom my grandmother and my great-grandmother all the overholster women die of cancer as far as i know and then she was like were any of them under the age i think it was like under the age of 50 or something i was like yeah uh my mom was and they were all something like digestive organs or something like that there's like anyways the whole point is it was three i had all three of the qualifying factors i had three of the qualifying factors for lynch syndrome And Lynch syndrome is like a genetic disease. It's like how we always hear about that other one with breast cancer. Like Angelina Jolie was like, I'm going to cut my boobs off because I'm probably going to get it. And it's just like means like your risk of getting cancer is like astronomically higher than your average person. So for me, I was like, hmm, I'm probably like, that makes sense. Like I've always been saying like, I'm going to die of cancer in my thirties. Cause like, I think it was like my great grandmother was in her sixties. My grandma was in her fifties and my mom was in her forties. So I was like, I'm going to die in my thirties. So <laughs> Which she is not. Thank you. So, everyone. so I was like, okay, well you're freaking me out lady. And she's like, okay, so I think we should take this test. Um, you're going to come in, like, we're going to do blood work and we're going to get your results, blah, blah. Cause I think that this is what could be happening. So I'm like, okay, crap. Like this is terrifying. So I go home and I'm like, do I want to take this test? I'm doing all this research. And I'm like, is it better to know? It's that whole thing. Like if you were going to die, would you want to know? And it's not even like, you know, like if you, if you test positive for Lynch syndrome, it doesn't mean you're going to die and get cancer. It just means you get, you should, like you have to get cancer screenings every year because chances are they can catch it early because you're most likely going to get it. 
Um, so it's not, they can't do anything to prevent it. So it's like, hmm, how important is it? Or is it better just to keep going about your life? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm dying of cancer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> It's like, do you want this weighing over your head or not? So I kept going back and forth and I was like, maybe I'm not going to do it. Cause I think, um, my derby wife, Healy, she, her sister has it. Someone in her family has it, but I think Healy said she didn't want to know. So she never took the test. Anyways, so like I go into the hospital and I'm like, oh, I think I'm here for the test. I'm like, oh, no, you're getting the blood work. So I'm like, OK, so I get the blood work done. They send that off. And then they're like, OK, we have your results. Can you come in? I'm like, Fuck. So I'm freaking out. I'm like all week. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to find out I have this thing. Do I even really want to know? Blah, blah. Go all the way over there. And oh, wait, no, didn't even make it there. It was the day I was supposed to get the answer. They call me and they're like. Oh, we have an issue. Um, we see that your health insurance doesn't cover the test. And I'm like, isn't this something you should have told me before you took the blood work, before yeah, you even hell? mentioned this test? And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, and they're like, yeah, your insurance doesn't cover this test. So, um, I mean, if you want to pay out of pocket you for it, you could. And I was like, how much is it? And they were like, $35,000. The what fuck? The hell? Like, <laughs> what the what? hell? Like what? 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 Who has that kind of money? And I was like, well, no, I don't need the answer. And like, didn't what? you already do the test? Yeah, and that's in my head. Like, okay, so did you like run this whole thing, but then I don't get the results, or like? Did someone like after getting my blood, something happened? They're like, oh, this isn't covered. And then everyone forgot to let me know. And then until the day they realized I was coming in was like, oh, it's probably totally we never read the test because their insurance doesn't cover it. And to this day, I don't know if I have it or I don't have it. And like some people, when I tell the story, I was like, well, you should definitely go back. Like insurance has changed. It might have been the hospital. And now I don't know. Maybe it's a sign that I'm just not supposed to know. I don't know. But it just shows you that like, Really? That's our healthcare system. Yeah, our healthcare system is so messed up. And I've gotten so many messages from people like in Europe or in different places being like, this is why America is trash. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I can't like argue with that. That I is should have smuggled you to Canada. I know, right? <laughs> with my poor little broken leg. Or Mexico for at least painkillers since I didn't want to give you any. Right? Because we have an <laughs> opioid crisis here. Seriously. <laughs> so bad. Overall, health insurance is a thing that you should get. And I hate to be that person to be like, get health insurance. But like, really, like, you should take this as a sign to like, look at your health insurance card and like, find out if you actually have it or not. Because don't wait until you're broken to check and see if you have health insurance, even if you think you have it and you've been paying for something. And if you're, it might be a healthcare scam. And if you're over 25, guess what? You're not on your parents anymore. And you're probably just like, I'm so covered by my parents. And you're like, no, 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 that goes to 25. So check it, <laughs> check it out. Adulting, it's hard. It sucks. But let's, let's go over to the will world where we can all be children forever. Let's do it. <laughs> Hey, babe, remember when someone stole your cries and roller skate design? Oh, my God. Yeah, that was not cool. Hey, remember when someone um, took your design and started printing it and trying to give it away? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're here in the wheel world to talk about. Don't steal our fucking art. That's don't what we're talking steal about. artists art. Just don't <laughs> do it. Like, like if someone has made art. It is their intellectual property. It is their physical property. You can't print it out and give it away. You can't print it out and sell it or make profit off of it. You can't. I'm, and I'm not saying you can't like you physically can't. I'm saying like it's super messed up if you do this. <laughs> like it you is should morally not do it. wrong. So morally wrong. It's not like just like, oh, that was cool. So like I can print it out and do what I want with it. Like, well, but like even if you think it's innocent because you're not selling it, it's not. Yeah. And if you are printing out and selling it, that is definitely not innocent. And then if you're lying about the fact that you created it, even though there's proof that someone else created it. Doubling down on the wrongness. Definitely a problem. 
definitely a problem. Yeah, so when someone made my turned my cries in roller skate into their own design, which all they did was change the font like a little bit and like uh, put like a white outer border on the design. <laughs> Oh, no, no. They changed the type to white type instead of black type. They were like, I was inspired by your design. Yeah, they said they were inspired by my design. And then they were trying to sell it on T-shirts and in sticker form and all this stuff. And I was like, Aka, excuse me? And here's the thing. There's just something that's been going on for years in the, not the skate community, but to the skate community where like all these random Instagrams were popping up and like reposting everyone's content. Like even like stuff like oh, Pigeon's yeah. baby. Yeah, Pigeon, that was and, so like, weird. Just anything that was like the hashtags like roller skate and stuff. And then it would always be like roller skate tees dot something or like it always yeah. have like roller designs. It would have like weird names. And like, sure enough, and it'd be nothing but like no original content except for like a random link that would be like two T-shirts and stuff. But like 99 percent of them were stolen artwork from the skate community. Yeah. And it's really rare that like roller skaters are stealing from other roller skaters. And this last week, Roller Bandits Design was plagiarized to the T and put on tees and hoodies by a very prominent member prominent of the- member of the skate community an older woman from a british woman that has been around for decades and has like dance moves roller dance moves that are coined from her and it sucks because i feel like people that are big in the community are afraid to speak up because they admire the skill of this person but just because someone has history in our community and has done good for certain things in our community doesn't mean that we just ignore when they royally mess up. Yeah. You still have to be held accountable period. And so, yeah. So a lot of us were like, yo, this is not cool on Instagram. And then like everyone got, everyone got blocked (laughs) and uh, she went private. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. And like, yeah, just ridiculous. And so that's like, If you're ever wondering if someone is guilty, if they (laughs) block everyone and then go private, like that means that they are 100% guilty. And I don't know what it is about people who like have a foundation within a community that they think that they're untouchable. It's like you're not untouchable. Like, yeah, I even had a skater message me from where she's from and was like, that's what we don't even mess with her over here. So it's like us Americans are like, ooh, and like, I guess like she's been problematic, which is part of the reason why she's over here doing all her skate classes. But back to the artwork thing. Here's the thing. Like, I get that some people are just ignorant and I know people get mad and like, oh, don't call me ignorant or blah, blah, blah. Ignorant is not necessarily a bad thing. There are things that I'm ignorant about. There's things that Rebel's ignorant about and you are too ignorance can be changed it's just you never were taught you just don't know you're lacking the education it doesn't mean you're stupid it doesn't mean like i was told this and i ignored it and like la di da di da or like someone's repeating it to you and you're just like la 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 no ignorant is just like you don't know better and i think like it would have been one thing if she would have been told hey that's someone else's design you can't do that and she was like Oh, I just thought it was up for grabs. I didn't know. So sorry. I won't sell it. Like, I I done fucked up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But no, she was like, this is actually my design. And is in the comments talking about how she's going to be selling merch soon of it. And it's like, what? 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 So you know what you're doing. You're just straight up being a thief (laughs) and being like, I'll get away with it. And like, how funny is it that people are like being a thief in the public eye? Like you're being no. a thief on the internet where we all can trace all the steps so easily. And how much of a sociopath are you to just be like, nope, it's mine. When there's like you know, literal like, proof. proof, there's like, video. There's like a video of the procreate. Like what? And you're like, just like, no, no, no. I designed this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Like, it's not even like a different font or anything. The caucasity. Like, exactly. The, the caucasity. Are we surprised that it's a white woman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not surprised. Um, but 
yeah it's just like oh the audacity of people like i don't know how people just think it's okay like for me i had someone my heart dropped when it happened they obviously this was a, this was just pure ignorance because they tagged me in the story and it was like a pan of like buttons that they made and it had my artwork printed out and like enclosed in like the clip on um pins and my heart literally felt like it dropped because all i could think was someone stole my artwork so someone went on my instagram and like screenshot and saved like the images and put them on buttons and i was just like this is my artwork what are you doing and it's like someone i don't know personally but like someone i do like love their content and admire and so I just was really confused and she was like oh no no like I wasn't gonna sell it I was just gonna give it away because like I really like it like they think they're really cute and I was just like you can't do that like that's my artwork like I plan on selling this like you can't just be like over here making things and giving it away when like this is something I need to like pay my bills and even if it wasn't like I wasn't selling it like that's something I took the time to create and like you didn't even ask like mm-hmm. If you're going to do something, you admire someone's work, at least ask. Be like, hey, like, I like this. And they'll probably tell you no, but you never know. Like, maybe something or maybe they want to collab. Like, oh, you make buttons? Like, maybe you could have, like, went in and, like, paid them for it or they would have sold it. You know, you could have made it for them and they would have bought it for you to sell. But you don't just, like, take people's stuff. Like, when you create something, it's, like, it's your baby. Like, you feel it. It's, like, you put time and effort. Your imagination went into it. So when you see that someone's stolen it... I know that pain. So like, that's why I wasn't even following uh, Roller Bandit and I had started messaging her because I know that feeling. Like that feeling sucks to be like someone just stole my art. For sure. And like branching off of that, just like random PSA, if you want to use someone's art as a tattoo, you need to ask the artist. Yeah. Like straight up, you need to ask the artist whether they you end up paying them royalties to use that art as a tattoo or they're like, yeah, sure, go ahead, like whatever. But you need to ask them. Yeah, I've done that before. Uh, a lot of my dark art pieces are by a graphic designer, Tim Codington. And I remember I asked her, I was like, hey, these are three pieces. I sent her pictures. I said, these three images, I'd love to get tattooed. Are you OK with that? And she was like, yeah, just send me pictures when they're done. Like, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So like sometimes so it'll be like, great, cool. Other times it'll be like, no, actually, like I would like you to pay me for them. It's like, okay, yep. then do it. So don't steal art. If you're concerned or confused, ask. Like an artist will always be like, thank you so much for asking. Like no artist is going to be like, ah, how dare you <laughs> ask me for permission to do anything with my art? Like artists are going to be like, wow, I feel honored. Yeah. Oh my gosh, a tattoo thing. I Hey, when people just Google like Rose or like this, and then they like literally will take a tattoo someone has or artwork and then they just take it to the tattoo artist and then the tattoo and then also like the audacity of the tattoo artist to just like be like, okay, and tattoo something just randomly found on the internet. One, why would you want the same tattoo right. as someone else just randomly has in the world? Random. And two, it's like like if you're a tattoo artist, you should also be an artists like you should be able to like draw come up with the design for someone like just be original people yeah but yeah yeah (laughs) well that's the wheel world let's move on to our finding you a skate date section Well, it's the find a skate date section. You tell us what that section is about, babe. I think you're finding skate dates. <laughs> find find your skate date is a segment where it's like a singles ad, but not just for like single romantically, but like you're a lonely little skater and you just want little skate friends and you're like, where are they? Help me. <laughs> help me find them. Help, help them find me. Please. So we're giving you a spotlight. So maybe like you'll talk about yourself and someone will be listening and they're like, wait a minute. They like the same things I like. They live close to where I live. I have skates. They have skates. Let's go on a skate date. Yes. So if this person lives near you or sounds interesting to you, please slide into their DMs and uh, 
introduce yourself. Yeah, and even if they don't live next to you, like just start following them because I know internet friends can be fun too. Internet and friends are lots of fun. The world's gonna open, and I know lots of people that like literally travel to other cities just to skate with people. Yeah, it's it's really dope. So if you need a skate date, whether it be romantic or platonic or like you're just like, I need a new person to go to skate parks with or you want to dance skate with, then you can submit a little bio with a picture and your Instagram handle to dearskatedate at gmail.com. Hey, Shovel. Hey, Rebel. I hope you two have a wonderful day. Aww. My name's Destiny, 21. Destiny! (laughs) Taurus. And looking for a platonic skate date. I've been skating for a year and a half, and so I'd consider myself an intermediate skater. I love street skating as well as park skating, so I'm looking for someone who will be interested in both. I get a bit shy when it comes to skate parks, but knowing I'll have someone to laugh at my my falls... Eases the embarrassment and pain. So true. That is very true. <laughs> a few things about me. I'm an ooh, I'm an embalmer's apprentice slash mortician. That's cool. And I'd love someone who's interested in the oddities of the world. Uh, we would get along. <laughs> I'm available every day after five. Me too. <laughs> My music taste varies. I love alternative, garage punk, dark wave, and soft, dreamy tunes. Did I just meet my best friend? Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. This person sounds like Chef. I'm a collector of Sanrio characters and love DIY normal things (laughs) to to their most kawaii potential. Yes, I'll give you some of my Gudetama stickers. Oh, Oh, my God. We love Gudetama. Yes. My favorite tool, or sorry, tools, my favorite foods are sushi, Mexican, and pizza, but I'm up for anything. And best believe, if it's not too far, we'll skate there. Oh, that's the perfect that's skate date. That's so cute. That's literally the perfect skate date. I'm really just looking for a sweet friend who's as passionate as me, no matter what they're into. I'm super open-minded and looking for someone to talk about anything with. Thank you. Reach out to me at... Sultry Nymphet on IG, and we'll link their IG in the show notes and watch out for a post of them coming soon on our Insta. Oh my gosh, Destiny! Y'all want to hang out with Destiny? Destiny, where's Destiny located? Does it say? Ooh, oh no. Oh, we don't know where Destiny's located, but we, we will we reach will out find to out. Them and we will find out where they are located, but you should just become friends with them on Instagram because that just sounds they sound dope. Oh my gosh, if I had I could not have a friend that was a mortician because you know I would be up in that morgue as often as possible. Yeah, she's so weird. I would be like, please, <laughs> I would be like, can I put makeup on the bodies? Like, that's actually something I should look into. Low-key, that would be your dream job. I would totally all up a dead body. No issues. Like, nothing about, like, dead bodies creep me out. I think, like, it's just flesh. We all, it happens to us all. I definitely want to be cremated, though. Yeah, me too. One, <sighs> caskets are expensive. Two, it, they're bulky. And also, plots of land are expensive. And three, <laughs> when you're cremated, you could be put wherever or you could be turned into something really cool. But if you're, like, fake dead, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, you're like, (gasps) and then you're like, it's so hot, and then flames, and then you're like, no, (laughs) and poof, you're just powder. That's definitely, um. Because people get buried alive. Yeah, More than you would think. But, like, if you, if you're like, (gasps) and then you scream, I think someone would hear you. No, because I think, like, if I was cremating bodies, I'd have my little AirPods in, I'm just like. Whistle while you twerk, do 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 do, and sliding the body into the flames. Um, <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyways, see, Destiny, that- see what you started? My little like morbid brain just ran wild. Now everyone knows I'm a weirdo. So thank you for that, Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> they already knew you were a weirdo. All right, so you should hit Destiny up, and if you want us to find you a skate date, then you should email us at dearskatedate at gmail And how? And let's move on to Dear Shovel.
Dear oh. Shovel. Dear Shovel. Where we try to answer your questions. We have many answers to many questions. Even questions we don't really have answers to. We end up coming <laughs> up with answers to. So um, what we do in Dear Shovel is you send us your questions about literally anything. And then we answer those questions. And it's great. So if you want to ask us a question, you can remain completely anonymous. That is not a problem at all. And you just email again, dearskatedate at gmail.com and we will answer your question. So today's Dear Shovel. Dear Shovel, I want to begin by saying I love your podcast and you two have made me appreciate Wednesdays a little more. Aw. Hope day. <laughs> Every time I say hump day, I think about that Mike, 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 <laughs> that, that commercial, the camel who's like hump day. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways. That's okay. what it's from. Yeah, I know. But like, I think about like Mike, 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 Mike. Anyways. Okay. So I have this friend who I've known since kindergarten and is my skate date. She's an amazing skater and actually got me into skating. Recently, she expressed how badly she'd like to meet a woman. Ooh. The thing is, my friend is very shy and she has a hard time opening up to people. To give you some insight, we live in Miami. I told her to try out Tinder. I'll even take her out to a gay bar. I really want to see my friend happy with someone. How can I do that with someone who's a little more closed off? Love a person that wants to make her friend happy. That is the sweetest. So I feel like, I don't know. I would just imagine that Florida had a lot of queer people. <laughs> like am i wrong really oh i don't know i feel like I know florida has a lot of partiers i don't know that they have a lot of queer people yeah i don't know i guess not i just because like i think it's because like i associate it with like palm springs out here which is like a lot of queer things happen out there That's but i guess true. not it's just like because, I don't know. I guess not because it is so Republican and like guns and like, okay. <laughs> so, this, like, this is gonna be this is gonna be like a, a weird suggestion. But have you tried TikTok? <laughs> and I know that that sounds don't like make her friend be a thirst lesbian. No, 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 no. I'm saying to try and find people in the area you could look like you could try and get yourself on to like. Like gay TikTok, and then you might be able to. I find have a better someone. idea. Instead of Tinder, why don't you recommend the queer app that used to slur yourself on? <laughs> oh, her? <laughs> I don't know if that's still a thing. I mean, I've been off of it for a while, but um, I used to slur myself off on. Not slur, slur, as in slut whore. <laughs> oh, I used to slur myself out on this app called Her, and it is specifically for gay women, and uh, it's. Awesome. I met so many people on it and I just met so many people on it. Granted, I did not. None of them stuck, obviously, um, but I did meet a lot of people and I went on a lot of dates from that um, app and it works the same way that Tinder really does. Um, I've also heard a lot of people say good things about Bumble, um, but yeah. I don't know. I thought that her worked really well. Also, I'd say that like hang out in places that queer queer women really usually hang out. It's just hard because so, it's like, COVID right now. I had I had this roommate, right? Golden Star lesbian. Golden Star, never been with a man, right? Um we would go out to a lot of gay bars and clubs and stuff like that and have a good time. And like poor thing was like never getting lucky. It was always me, and then she'd get so mad. She's all the what? You're bi, and you're always which is like you know the whole bi erasure thing. Like people are always just like, just because I'm bi, I can't like pick up a woman. Like what? Like I'm no less like queer than you are. Yeah, that's like such bullshit. But um, she would struggle, and because she was like always, oh, just want to find love. She was like super romantic. She's like, I just want a girlfriend and all this stuff. And for me, I was just like, I'm trying to hook up. But like, and maybe that's what it was. Because for me, it was just like, I would just like give the look. They'd give the look and then I'd go over and then I'd make out with them and then like either text them or not text them or whatever. Just have a good time, you know? And I think like with her, she was like putting too much behind it. Like, do I like this person? Does it look like someone I want to get to know? And like, don't do all that. Like, you just have to be carefree. But since she was constantly like, I'm a lesbian, like I, I must be known. She always made sure 
And then this could work. She always had rainbow something on her. And I know that's super cliche, but here's the thing. It's really hard. I think when it comes to especially like femme presenting people mm-hmm. to, for people to know that you're queer. Um, so like, people were shook for me like now that people know me and rebel like and we just go together and people are used to it they're like what you're not a lesbian like they're really like oh, yeah. shocked when i say like oh no like i've been engaged to a man or like i've had mostly just men relationships mm-hmm. and like but it's like i'm a femme so people don't expect it so it's really hard for a lot of women to even be like is she gay? <laughs> like i've spent so many hours of my life wondering that exact question about random people is yeah, she, it takes a while. Okay, I, I used to be bad. As soon as I found out someone was a little bit of queer, I was just like, what's up? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not even sure what I'm talking to you, but now that I know you're, you're a queer woman, I'm like, so, so bad. <laughs> I had a thing for the straights for a while. Like, I kept getting wrapped up with straight Oh, women. God. Yeah, I was really bad. I'm- you mean like when you'd be like all drunk and then like the total straight woman would be like it'd come out that you're like with me it'd like come out that I'm bi and then all of a sudden they're like you want to make out or more than that and it's just like you just want to experiment and I feel like I'm taking advantage at this point (laughs) yeah no for me it was like people in my life that I would like fall for that were definitely oh you were falling for the straight ones I forgot yeah I was falling for the straight ones um without knowing I was falling for the straight ones but I definitely (laughs) I definitely was falling for the straight ones she's totally queer she's a little queer right but yeah anyways back to your question like it's hard it's just hard and I think like it's going to be hard for you to find them someone because it's going to be hard for them to find themselves someone. Yeah. And when the world opens up, it's a little easier because even if they have to wait for that one month, the lovely June for pride, <laughs> when you know you're surrounded by queer people, if you don't have, like we even talk about this, there was a whole documentary, like the last lesbian bar, like there's a lot of gay bars everywhere. Yeah. There's a lot of gay men to have it so much easier for when it comes to being able to find each other. I have a thought. What? So. <laughs> oh, God. This is a bad. Oh God. This is bad advice. But as soon as you get in with one of them, if you find one lesbian or one queer woman, you will find the rest. You just have to find one. And I know that sounds really crazy. But like, not going to lie. Like, if you like say I was uh single and you had met me and like you know whatever we didn't work out but then like I probably would have introduced you to my friends who I have like a network of gay people it, unfortunately if you've ever watched the L word if you haven't go ahead and watch it it's <laughs> very true it's very true like Long Beach is a huge place but like you connect the dots especially in the queer community yeah <laughs> and not even lesbian queer people queer people people hold on to their exes yeah they like you'll hang like oh look at this group of queer people they look fun and they are fun and then too much alcohol gets involved and you're like why are they fighting oh well they used to date and now he's mad because he did he like made out with him and he used to date him also so now it's like weird and then like she's crying because her fr- her best friend, who's also her ex fiance, uh, wasn't paying enough attention to her tonight. And you're like, what? You're that's like, like a normal, that? yeah, that's super normal, normal hang because like the community is like so like tight knit, and so like eventually like everyone's kind of hooked up with everyone. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so find one, you'll find them all. Yeah, you just gotta find your way in there. It's like finding the bomb in Minesweeper, and you just like hit one. You're like, ah, they're everywhere. Here's a hint: coffee shops and art baristas, gal- art galleries. Almost every barista is a little queer. Uh, also, try <laughs> if you're like, like any, like a lot of companies these days, maybe their job has like a, you know, a pride group or an LGBT something. <laughs> I remember telling the roommate, I was talking about that. She was like, I just want to meet a girl. I was like, I told her you should volunteer at like the center and then like maybe you're going to go to a protest and like you're making posters and you reach for a magic marker at the same time as this other cute girl. And then next, you know, you fall in love. I literally told oh my her God, that. That's so and she was like, that's so stupid, that but could happen. So stupid, but could happen. Also, you know what else could happen? You could join roller derby. 
Yeah. You could find all of them. You don't even have to stick with roller derby. Just join. <laughs> <laughs> just go to the games yeah, and start buying the, players shots. Go to the games shots. and start buying players shots. See what happens. Go to RollerCon when the world opens. They're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just go on the Discord, the Queer Girl Straight Skates Discord. <laughs> See if you can find some people there. If I find out I do have Lynch Syndrome and I die in the next five years, you can have Rubble. Uh, no. <laughs> Definitely not because that's not happening. Wow, that's no, that's no on so many levels. All right, well, thanks for listening to Bas- our answers. Basically, the answer is that there is no way yeah, to really help. I'm sorry, that. it's the biggest problem that queer people have had since the beginning of time. It really is. We feel bad. Guess what we have next? We have a shout out for someone who gave us five stars on Apple Podcast. Thanks, Plucky Ducky. Plucky Ducky. Oh my God. Thank you. Um, we're so grateful for you and your five stars and your comment, which is so nice. Do you want me to read it to you? I feel like a one star tonight. You're a five star in my book, always, babe. <laughs> okay, so the title is More Shovel, Please. Oh. And it says, the only downside is I have to wait a week to hear from these amazing ladies again. I followed you both for many years on social media, which side note, isn't it crazy that people have now followed us for several years? Now almost four or yeah, three years. Three years, almost. Um, and just started my skate journey last year, primarily because of y'all. Thanks for always being real and talking about important things. As a forever plus size person, Shove, you really did help me move past caring about what others say about it. Rebel, you're amazing, and I def have a crush on you, but you're totally meant for Shove. Okay, I was like, I'm going to have to find you on social media like a psycho girlfriend and murder you. No, no. I was like, you were warming my heart to where I wanted to cry, and now I must murder. Just kidding. I love that plucky ducky. And that is why nobody ever tells me that I'm pretty. Because they're scared of you. Murder them. No. (laughs) People flirt with you all the time, and I'm just like, I guess. Because what are you gonna do about it? (laughs) Murder them. No, you're like, I kill you, and you're like looking up all tiny and cute, and they're like, oh, doe-eyed rebel. She's so scary, but not. (laughs) I'm so mad right now. Okay, well, thank you so much, Plucky Ducky. I thought that message was very sweet and shoved it too. Thank you for the support. And really, it means it means so much. It really does. Thank you. We need all the support we can get. I often feel like nobody cares. We just feel like nobody <laughs> listens to us, and we know you do listen to us, but it's just so weird because we don't like have a two way conversation with you because there's no like comment section on podcasts. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, there is on the YouTube, but like. On podcast, podcast. Anyways. I don't understand podcasts. I'm just on one. I'm just a host. (laughs) (laughs) I host a podcast. I don't know how it's going, but But. it's going. (laughs) (laughs) But we do it every week. (laughs) Someone asked me that from Oxy. Bobby was like, how's the podcast doing? I was like, I don't know. And he looked at me and I was like, I mean, how do you know if a podcast is doing well? I was like, we've had over 7,500 downloads, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. I'm all like, it's it's a thing we do that takes time <laughs> and money. <laughs> we're not we're still in the home. Oh, <laughs> um, our patches are back on the site. So if you want to get a be my skate date or a skate date patch, you can get it from our Etsy. The patches are the only thing keeping me from ripping the cord from this podcast. Stop it. I'm just kidding. That's ridiculous. I'm kidding. It's not that bad. It really isn't. I'm she just, just a grouch. Says, she just says things all the time. I think it's like the lack of medication is making me extra like I want to cry and I'm just like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> well, so if you want to give us feedback um, and give us a little like, hey, how's it going? We like what you're doing. You can do that on Apple Podcasts. If you give us five stars and you say a little something, something, then we look, will wait, say something. You can even give us five stars, but then like comment like, I really wish you'd do this instead. We would also love constructive criticism. Oh, yeah. But you have to give us five stars to give us constructive yeah. criticism. Five stars, but fix this. <laughs> Tell yeah. Shove to stop being such a moody bitch all the time. <laughs> But yeah, tell, tell Rebel to stop being such a zany white girl. Yes, 
as a bring back, white girl in bring, the foreground. Bring back two girls, one pup. We miss Bowie. No, Bowie has, <laughs> there's still nothing interesting happening with Bowie. I love Bowie. I do too, but thank you so much for listening to this episode of Skate Date Pod. We hope you loved it. And my extra squeaky chair that we need WD-40 because now it's extra squeaky. Sorry about that. But yes, thank you for listening. We hope we go on another date with y'all. Come back next week. We're here every Wednesday. Maybe next Wednesday is the week we finally get to third base. Do we put out? Are we on second base yet? Are we already there? I don't know. Where it's, are we at? It's been so many months. Do we need to have a It's DTR? been almost six months. Do we need to have a define the relationship talk? I don't know. To be honest, y'all, I might still be going on other skate dates with other people. <gasps> oh, my goodness. But, like... You will always be my favorite skate date. Ew, Chef sounds like such a douche right now. I'm also now on queer TikTok. (laughs) 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 But yes, we'll see you next week for another skate date. We We love love you. you.